Jesus taught us how to pray. He gave us a model from which to work from. We call it the Lord's Prayer. The prayer Jesus taught us is spoken in the present tense. Part of what Jesus taught us to pray is for God's kingdom come, his will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Is it possible for God's kingdom to operate on earth now? Can God's will be done now on earth as it is in heaven? If so, what, a, what would it look like if God's kingdom could be realized on earth now? And what is our role in bringing this to pass? Hello, and welcome to Kingdom Come with Spirit of Truth Fellowship. The lesson for today with Pastor Rupp is the origin of the name Kingdom Come. In our first installment, Pastor Rupp begins the process of unpacking what Jesus meant when he instructed us to pray for God's kingdom to come, his will will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Now let us join Pastor Rupp to hear what he has to say. Holiness and righteousness are being laid to God's plumb line. The Holy Spirit has begun to separate the chaff from the wheat, the profane from the pure, the flesh from the spirit, the false from the true. God is separating and calling His church to come out of the Egyptian Babylonian religious system to know their calling and their membership, ministry in God's spiritual body of Christ, the church. We are now in the progressive stage where God is taking the church to the refreshing river of testing and separation unto a greater responsibility of maturity and ministry. From the 32,000 who came to Gideon's refreshing revival, less than one-third continued on to the river of testing. Out of the 10,000 who drank at the river, only 3% passed the test to become soldiers in Gideon's army. Less than 1% of the original participants made the transition and moved on to become part of God's chosen 300 mighty warriors. Let's look at some of the lessons God teaches us through Gideon in Judges chapter 7, verse 1 through 9. Judges chapter 7, verse 1 through 9. Early in the morning, Gideon and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into your hands. In order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her, announce now to the people, anyone who troubles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left while 10,000 remained. In verse 1 through 3 that, that we just read, the spring or the well almost always represents the presence of the Holy Spirit which is the anointing and the power of God within or upon a person. So whenever you come across a well or a spring, especially in the Old Testament, uh, be on the lookout for uh, the moving and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which is what has come upon Gideon to take on this task for the Lord. And remember, Gideon and his army numbered 32,000 in the beginning, but the Midianites numbered 135,000. And yet God tells Gideon, your 32,000 are too many to go up against the 135,000 of the Midianites. Because God says, if 
If you have too many, then you might be tempted to boast that you did it of your own power. Let's carry on with the story. The only way 32,000 men of Israel could defeat 135,000 Midianites in the first place is through the anointing and power of God's Holy Spirit. The first test God uses to separate his people is allowing anyone who is afraid to go home. Fear is not from God. Fear reveals our doubt that God is able to deliver us against what seems like insurmountable odds. If we really believe the principle in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, which says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, then our smallness does not matter. Picking up back in Judges chapter 7, verses 4 through 8, But the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will sift them for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. Verse 5. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, Separate separate those who lap the water with their tongues like a dog from those who kneel down to drink. Three hundred men lapped with their hands to their mouths. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. Verse 7, the Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other men go, each to his own place. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites to their tents, but kept the three hundred who took over the provisions and the trumpets of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. Verse 9, During the night the Lord said to Gideon, Get up, go down against the camp, because I am going to give it into your hands. So two different testings. The first one is fear. Whoever is afraid can go home. The second one seems a little bit odd to us. The second test is actually in the water, and uh, God separates the men in in a way that that seems a little strange now Gideon must separate the men according to a particular test something we need to remind ourselves of is this it is harder to truly rely on God when we have many wonderful resources at hand the test God uses to make the final separation seems strange to us but the test is a particularly military test. Remember, God said, those who kneel down and drink the water, those are the ones that will go home. But only the ones that take the water in their hands and lap the water from their hands to their mouths, only those will I keep. And that turned out to be only 300 men against 135,000 Midianites. The men who kept the water in their hands and brought it to their mouth were the better soldiers because they kept their eyes on their surroundings, while the men who got on their knees and lapped the water were not on guard against sudden surprise. You see, it's a military test. We might say that God eliminated the fearful and those who thought first only of convenience or the easy way. So God, through his two different tests, has, he's allowed the ones who are afraid to go home 
But he's also, in the second test, allowed those who look for the convenient or the easy way out to also go home. Scripture teaches us that God will not be pleased with those who shrink back in fear. Scripture also teaches us that those who are self-centered and rely on our own strength rather than being God-centered and relying on the power of the Holy Spirit will find little place for effective ministry. Now let's look at the final verse for today. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. This is Jesus speaking. This is after John the Baptist has been arrested by Herod. Verse 12, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. Forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. There's a lot of debate about this passage in scripture. Now, if we add to this verse that we just read, the fact that Jesus says many times that the kingdom of God is near, it's at hand. And Jesus then tells Pontius Pilate that his kingdom is not of this world. What does it all mean? This is at least part of what it means. When we think about a kingdom, we often have in mind a geographical location such as a nation or state. But kingdoms are more than that. There are also dominions in which the rules of the ruler are obeyed. When we read that the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing, Matthew is saying that God's kingdom or dominion is coming to earth. In the context of what has happened to John the Baptist, Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God suffers violence, and violent men seize it. And it is also true that the kingdom of heaven is forcing its way into the world. God's kingdom breaks into this world, and as it does, it is breaking into the domain of Satan and sin. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 reads like this Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 As for you you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient that is Satan the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient in the context of what has happened to John the Baptist, Jesus is speaking and he says, the kingdom of, of God is forcefully advancing. The kingdom of heaven forcefully advances, but not by the power of human beings. As humans, we are outmatched by Satan. Just like Gideon's 300 men were outmatched by the 135,000 Midianites. But Satan is no match for God, who dwells within born-again believers. Seeing and experience the kingdom of God on earth is not easy. It requires deliberate, purposeful, and determined action. The devil will not give up ground without a fight. But stronger is he who is in us than he who is in the world. There are forces of evil which oppose God's word and his work. And we see violent men working against God and his church in this world. But God's kingdom 
is within all believers. And God's kingdom is also coming with power. And many people are being freed from the power of Satan as they take hold of the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Pastor Rupp, for that enlightening message. As we engage the Word of God, we could keep in mind that wells, springs, and other bodies of water could represent a deeper spiritual meaning than what is seen on the surface. Also, if we are born-again believers, we transport the spiritual kingdom of God within us. We are kingdom carriers. At least we have the potential available to us. Many times, as in the case of Gideon's army against the Midianites, we are faced with this, what seems like impossible obstacles. The truth is, those of us whom God chooses to do kingdom work will be placed in situation and circumstances that can only be resolved or overcome through the power of God's Holy Spirit within us. It's not us performing the deeds with our own power, strength, or ability. It's Christ and us who wins the day. We hope that you have enjoyed today's lesson. Thank you for listening, and may you encounter God today. Mm-hmm.